0: Today's episode is brought to you by Sports Ball. Bat the puck into the net to get a wicket. Don't drop the gloves below the belt, though, you'll get a penalty slam dunk. Jockey your team back to a hole in one. I have no idea what I'm talking about. And neither does 1994's Mega Man Soccer, according to its box art, because its title screen says Mega Man's Soccer on today's episode of What Am I Podcasting For? Welcome to a new episode of What Am I Podcasting For? My name's Carlisle, and this is the show where I play every Mega Man game, from Mega Man 1 through Mega Man 11, and as many of the hundred plus games in between as I can, including whatever the hell this was. Okay, let's get this out of the way to begin with. It is Mega Man's. Soccer on the title screen. It is Rockman's Soccer in Japan. The only place where it is Mega Man Soccer is on the box art in North America, and you would think a company could at least get the title of its game consistent on a box art. Anyway, this was, I kid you not, an actual Mega Man game. It was actually made by Capcom for the SNES in 1994. I don't know why... I mean, this isn't the first time they've messed with uh, removing Mega Man from the platformer genre. We did have Rockboard a little while ago, and we know how well that went. So here's them trying it again, and you can guess how well it's gonna go. I'll be upfront about this, sports games are not my thing. Generally speaking, there's exceptions. I mean, video games have a ton of room to do really cool stuff with sports, because they are not limited to being realistic. So, even sports that you might think of as, like, simpler and less exciting, think of, like, golf or something. You can do something really cool with the idea of golf in a video game. Pag-Ya and Dream Course and Mario Golf and stuff have all done different, fantastic iterations of the sport of golf. It's not like this isn't a thing that can be done. And other traditionally team-based sports, there are variations that have been done in video games that have been ridiculous and over the top, too. You can take basketball as a thing. There was the NBA Jam games, or Mario Strikers. Like, adapting a sport into a video game, you can go realistic with it, or if you're going to do fantasy characters and stuff, you can do something crazy and fun with it. Or you can do what this game did, don't really achieve either. Sports games aren't my thing. Sports, sports in real life aren't really my thing. I mean, I'm the type of guy who'd be making a Mega Man podcast. Exactly how sporty do you think I am in real life? But if it sounds like my passion for this game might not be all that high, guess what? Neither was the passion of the creators of this game. This game is kind of unfinished. Actually, no, not kind of. This game was unfinished. There's a few different things that really hint to this, some of which I'll get as we get towards the end of this episode. The first of which is visible from the moment that you just sit there on the title screen and realize that the title screen pops in, and then it does the thing where it fades away, like it's going to start like a demo of gameplay or a play an opening cutscene or something, and... Instead of doing that, it just slides the title screen graphic back in? But anyway, this is Mega Man adaptation of the sport of soccer, football, if you're Not in North America, which makes it really interesting that the game is Rockman's soccer in Japan, not even Rockman's football, which leads me to wonder if it is called soccer over in Japan as well. I am doing anything I can to avoid thinking about this game directly. It is a one or two player game. There was apparently stuff in the code that suggests that at some point it was intended to be playable by up to four people at once, but that was never fully implemented. If you are playing two player, you can either play against each other or you can actually play like cooperatively against an AI which is kind of a neat way to do things, I suppose. You have four main modes. Exhibition allows you to just build whatever team you want and then face off against whatever team you want in a single match. Tournament gives you pre-built teams to select from, and you will face off against other pre-built teams in an elimination set. A league is meant for, like, a longer style of play. I didn't really poke at it, because by the time I was done with the Capcom Championship mode, I had had enough of this game, thank you very much. Capcom Championship mode is the closest thing this game has to a story mode. Get this, this game actually has a story, and it's literally, hey, the soccer championships are going on. Oh no, Wily suddenly invaded with robots to take over the soccer championship? Why? Anyway, Dr. Light, Mega, and Roll are actually, like, watching this on TV, and we actually get to see Mega in, like, casual clothes and none of his armor and stuff for once. It's always a little bit weird to see because it's so rare. Anyway, Dr. Light takes a look at it. He's like, you know, guess this is Dr. Wily's doing, so, uh, Mega, you want me to, like, modify you for soccer and send you in? And Mega's like, heck yeah! And then that's that's the story of this game, is Dr. Wily has, for some reason, invaded the soccer field. Capcom Championship mode we're actually progressing through a story. We have a password and everything to maintain our data, which, for some reason, the password grid in this game is absolutely gigantic for how utterly little data it actually would have needed to track. I don't understand. Anyway, we begin with a team of just Mega Man, like eight copies of Mega Man. Every team in championship mode is generally like eight of the same Robot Master, which is weird. They they just kind of hand wave this one. They don't pay attention to the fact that there's eight Mega Man all of a sudden, but Whatever, you have your choice of eight different robot masters to face off against, by which I mean eight different teams to face off against. All the different characters in this game are characters that have appeared in previous Mega Man games. For instance, here we have a selection of like Skullman, Cutman, Woodman, Elec Man, Pharaoh Man, Needle Man, Dust Man, Fireman. In certain other modes, we will see even more characters, like Snake Man's here, Bombman's here. There's there's about four characters from every Mega Man game in total. But for the purpose of the story, mode, we've just got those. Once you select a match that you are going to face off against, you go into the team preparation screen. In this screen, you have the ability to customize your lineup. In championship mode, when you start off, you literally just have 8 Mega Man and that's it. But as a neat thing, that is kind of very, very Mega Man and I will give the game credit for trying this at least. When you've defeated another team, a representative of the team aka a copy of the Robot Master themselves will decide to defect and join your lineup. And then in future games, you can actually rotate one copy of that Robot Master onto your team. So once you've defeated, what Band, you can put a Woodman on your team. And yes, each of the Robot Masters and Mega Man themselves, they all are slightly different from one another, sometimes more or less than others. The different characters can be different in their run speed, the strength of their kicks, their ability to tackle and slide against enemy units to knock the ball away from them, and their defense, which is their goalkeeping, but also their ability to resist having the ball stolen from them. Robot Masters you would traditionally think of as bigger and bulkier, like, say, Pharaoh Man or Dust Man, or especially Wood Man, are, like, slower, but oftentimes have really strong defensive values whereas certain robots that you might expect to be a little more nimble, like Elec Man, are actually like faster on their feet than Mega Man by default is. But generally speaking, they're all balanced, especially outside of the Capcom Championship mode. Every character in this game, I mean, obviously they look different. They have multiple different palettes to adjust based on who their team leader is in certain modes. So, like, in the Capcom Championship, once the various Robot Masters join Mega Man's team, they adopt a blue color scheme, or if you're in the other modes and you put Mega Man on, like, Skull man's team, he'll adopt like a white palette to fit. All the Robot Masters also have their own little victory dances for scoring a goal, because, you know, it's it's soccer. I don't know much about soccer, but I know that celebrating on the field is as much a sport as the actual sport, I would here tell. When we get into the actual like gameplay on the field in a little bit here, there is another difference between all the Robot Masters. But yeah, after that, you have a choice of how you want to set up your formation, in terms of like how many of your players do you want in more defensive locations or offensive locations, and how do you want that balanced out, and you'll be able to see what kind of formation your opponent is using, so you can prepare for that. But once you've finished setting all that up, and preparing your strategy, then it's time to go into an actual match. Match in Mega Man Soccer is 10 minutes divided across two five-minute halves, periods? What's the soccer term? I don't care what the soccer term is. It pretty much handles uh, according to what you'd expect of the rules of soccer, minus the fact that I don't think there is actually a penalty system in this game at all. I presume soccer has an actual penalty system, and I mean, like, if you kick the ball off the field, then yeah, you're going to get, like, corner kicks and stuff, but... The game provides you with both a zoomed-in view of the field around the ball, wherever it happens to be, but also on the top of the screen will be a transparent mini-map of the field. This mini-map allows you to see pretty much all the player locations, the ball locations, and also highlights whatever character you are currently controlling. This game does not give you manual selection over which character you are controlling. It will automatically tag you to either whichever of your characters currently has the ball, or whichever character is closest to the ball, which, um... I mean, this is... I do not have a huge amount of experience with, like, action team sports games like this, but I do know that the question of like which character should the player control and how do we change character control to the relevant player has always been an extremely difficult question. I definitely understand and respect that that is not an easy answer to come up with but clearly fully automating it to whoever is closest to the ball doesn't really just work by itself because that's what this game does and the thing is is like if the ball is moving fast enough you may be like chasing after it with one character but then the ball gets closer to another character who would be in front of that ball and you're still holding the same direction as the ball is moving and now that character is running away from the ball and you're just like ah! it also gives you a good sense of just how kind of useless your team often is you may be traveling with the ball up court god that was a wrong sports you know what i mean though your team i swear to god they will go and hide behind members of the enemy team while you're in control of the ball, you have the option to pass it with one button, to shoot it with another button, or to take a clear, kicking it high up into the air with a third button. So you do have some options. Sometimes the game just decides to do something different anyway. For instance, sometimes you might try to like do a clear shot upwards on the field, and instead the game will just go, You know what? That's a shoot. I swear this game just makes the decision for you sometimes, and it's kind of frustrating. Similarly, when one of your opponents has the ball, you can try to tackle them with certain buttons, or you can try to like slide and disrupt them with other ones. The tackle is a little bit more powerful and more likely to actually knock them down, but it is shorter range. But also, if the ball happens to be in the air or in motion at all, it seems most of the time, and you press one of these buttons, your characters will just like jump into the air in an attempt to like intercept the ball. The AI is not limited to this, so you can be like jumping to do a header on it whatever, and they will already be sliding and knock you out while you're in the air? Which is, like, that's... That is soccer, I will admit that. I've seen some plays. But also, you as a player cannot do that, and also, the slide physics? mm, For whatever reason, if you're trying to slide into an enemy, it feels like you have to do it exactly and precisely correctly, whereas if the enemy slides anywhere within two feet of you, you will just fall over? (laughs) I mean, maybe that is an effect of, like, the, the differences in, like, tackle and defensive stats and me noticing that more towards the end because the stat difference was more severe, but mm, it felt in this game like it was extremely easy for the enemy to steal the ball away from you and really hard for you to do that in return. Anyway, you do have one other option in your controls. If you hold R while shooting, and the game won't tell you that this is how you do this, if you hold R while shooting, you can actually perform a special shot. Technically, the special shot is a little bit different between every character. For instance, Mega Man's special shot resembles more of a charge shot, while like Fireman surprise, lights the ball on fire. They may all look a little bit different, but they provide basically the same effect, which is essentially that whoever first tries to stop the ball or is in its way first, is going to be incapacitated for about three to four seconds. Which, fun fact, if that happens to be your own team, you can absolutely accidentally incapacitate your own team members, which is goofy. Also, it's worth noting this incapacitation effect includes the goalies, so for the most part throughout this game, excluding the last couple matches of the Capcom Championship, which we'll get into, you can basically score two free goals per game by using your special shots, specifically when you're up close to the goalie, so that you take them out and then the ball just finishes and rolls in. This is really important and really useful, because um scoring in this game is actually really really tricky. Relative to the size of the net, the goalies in this game are extremely effective. They are large, their hitbox I swear is bigger than their actual sprite, Two, so it feels like a third of the goal is blocked at any given time. And also, most of the time when you choose to shoot, no matter how you choose to try to aim it, I swear to God, it just shoots straight at the goalie. I think the most goals I ever scored in one game was a total of six, and two of those were from special shots. And the only reason that I got up to six in one of the games was that I found a spot on the field and I am literally looking this up on Google this time so that I stop mixing up my sports terminology. It's next to the penalty box arc, apparently. If you're on, like, the edge of that and aim a shot towards the opposite corner of the goal, for whatever reason, that almost always goes in even then in this game, it can be really difficult to actually get the ball to that location. But if you can get it there, I found it was surprisingly consistent, and it's the only thing that kept me from really suffering in this game. But that's that's really it for discussing, like, the actual mechanics of the game, because other than that, it is it is soccer, I suppose. and And it's really kind of a shame that it actually stops there, because like I mentioned earlier, you can do some interesting things when adapting sports into a video game and just kind of go nuts with it. And Like, that was in the back of their mind when they thought about the special kick system and giving them all different, like, visual effects, but that's limited to, like, twice by default per game. You can adjust it in options if you really want, but that's the base, is you can use two of them per game, and then other than that, it's just regular moment-to-moment soccer. And yet... We're playing this game with robots with ridiculous abilities. Why Why couldn't we have gone a little bit further and actually played into that? There's also like 12 different fields in this game. There's one for each of the bosses that you will fight during the Capcom Championship, plus a field for Mega Man himself. By the way, as proof that the localizers didn't super care... That much. The Mega Man and Proto Man fields. Yeah, Proto Man's in this game. The Mega Man field and the Proto Man field are actually referred to in-game as Rock Field and Blues Field after their Japanese names. But we have like 12 different fields, and absolutely none of them are anything other than an aesthetic and music change. Which, I mean, it's good to have different fields that look different, but also they could have done more and while all the Robot Masters have different animations for their special shots they're also basically the same like what they do is the same imagine if Dustman could have actually had the advantage of just being able to like snag aerial balls out of the air because it's Dustman, he has a vacuum on his head there could have actually been a really cool game that was a soccer game using Mega Man characters this ain't it but that's that's the most I have to say Unfortunately, that's that's what I have to cover for game. So let's head back to the Capcom Championship and kind of wrap up the coverage of this game. Because once we finish with our eight robot masters in the championship mode, surprise! It's time to fly off to Doctor Wily's fortress. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. In kind of the ultimate moment of mockery of this game, we get the traditional Wily flies off in his UFO and lands in his fortress. And get this, it even provides us a mini-map of a fortress with theoretical stages in it. And then it's just, we're playing soccer again. And by the way, I really hope at this point that you are noting down the passwords. Because if you lose a match, I think it's lose a match in general, but if you lose a match in Wily's fortress, that's it. You actually get a game over. Did this game need game overs? Because, like, even getting a game over in earlier Mega Man platformers were like, yeah, we'll game over you, but you'll actually just start over at the beginning of the stage again. You've just lost any checkpoints you might have reached. Meanwhile, this game is like, oh, you game overed? Back to the title screen. Like, why here, of all places? Anyway, Dr. Wily's Fortress consists of three stages where we get three kind of special opponents. The first of whom actually is a genuine surprise. It's Anchor from Dr. Wily's Revenge, a.k.a. World One. Anchor being here means that this might be the only time in the series, I think, that one of the Mega Man killers is actually a playable character. It's a real shame it has to be here. And Anchor marks the point at which the championship mode stops playing fair. Uh, Anchor's stats, just straight up, are better on average than pretty much any Robot Masters. He is faster than any of the other characters. He has a solid tackle stat. I think the only one he straight up loses to in this mode is that Woodman does have a higher defense than he does. Woodman is the best goalie in the game, by the way. But you are fighting an entire team of Anchor who is better than any of your Robot Masters just straight up. The other way the game cheats at this point is that the goalies actually now have a chance to straight up block your special shots, which, oh boy, that makes this much tougher, and I'm really glad that around here is when I figured out where that exploit shot was, because your Robot Masters cannot block their special shots, so there's a good chance they're going to get two free goals on you per game, and with their higher stats, it's going to be even harder and harder, and it's... ugh... Fortunately, we do get a copy of Enker when we defeat him, which is good because we then have to repeat the whole affair with Proto Man as our second to last boss, quote unquote boss. And Proto Man's stats are even better than Enker's. And once we beat Proto Man, we face Doctor Wily. Now I know what you're thinking, and when you start up the stage, you get the whole like Robot Master select. The character jumps into the middle of the screen, and you see their name and stuff. And you see just human Doctor Wily do that. You're like, oh my god, is Doctor Wily actually going to be running around on the field? No. Unfortunately, he's built a Wiley machine to play soccer against you, by which I mean he's literally driving a robot body that is like bigger and taller than any of the robot masters and there's eight of him so we're playing against eight Dr. Wileys and like it's a good thing you just got Anchor and Proto Man because Dr. Wileys stats are absolutely busted he is the best in the game in every single possible stat including the defensive stats are better than Woodman's I could not land a special shot through him. It was ridiculous and I think the match I managed to win on like a 2-1 or something it was close but at least I didn't lose and then we finish the game and we get our ending, which is being dropped back to the title screen. What? Uh, okay. I mentioned earlier that this game is kind of unfinished. And by that I mean literally, it wasn't finished. So here's the thing: there is an ending to this game. In order to trigger this ending, you need to actually use game genie codes, or I guess pro action replay, or whatever. You need to actively modify the game to tell it to run the ending routine. In order to trigger this, in the ending of the game, we see Wily on the field, just as like human Wily begging for mercy, and then, of course, the fortress slash stadium starts collapsing with rubble everywhere. Wily runs away, Mega Man just stands there, as he traditionally does. And then kind of falls to his knees, like, what am I doing? Can I escape? Which, I mean, obviously he could have Wily just did, but he falls to his knees, and the screen fades to black, and we see, like, the fortress explodes, and we see Protoman standing over, like, on a cliff over the sea, and we see, like, a transparent figure of Mega Man in the background, which seems to make the implication that Mega Man just died Um, what? (laughs) Really? Mega Man Soccer is the game? To kill off Mega Man? Is soccer technically the last game in the classic timeline? Or is this the reason that they cut the ending? Anyway, we get a robot roll call. Not credits, just the robots. And then it ends on a presented by Capcom screen and you have to reset the console. And the reason that I mention that is because that was a screw up. At the same time as that's supposed to happen is when the flag gets set in the game to allow you to play Dr. Wily in exhibition mode. But it doesn't actually save that data. Because it doesn't save that data, and you're stuck on a screen that you have to reset the console, you can never actually play as Dr. Wily in exhibition mode, even though when you're in the character select in there, you can see him hovering off the side of the very right end of the character select. Really? They released the game in this state? Oh, and by the way, there is actually a credit sequence in this game as well. But in order to achieve it, you have to play two very specific matches in exhibition mode. You set it up so Toadman's team defeats Snakeman's team. Afterwards, you have to have Toadman's team beat Dr. Wily's team. And then after doing these two matches, if you go to the password entry screen, it does a kind of clever thing of using the password display to scroll by a bunch of the credits, which... It's kind of a neat Easter egg to hide your credits in that way where you need a really weird game setup that's probably unlikely to happen. But this Easter egg doesn't even work because Dr. Riley cannot be unlocked. So, overall, how do I feel about Mega Man Soccer? It's bad. I mean, okay, listen, I don't know if I would put this above or below Mega Man DOS, but we are talking on the same tier here pretty firmly. I think the biggest sin this game is guilty of, though, is that it just doesn't do enough interesting to justify it being a Mega Man sports game. Like. I know that's kind of a personal preference thing, and maybe there are some people who actually really like this game for being, like, minimally fantasy soccer, just done in a colorful way. But there's so much... Like, potential fun to be had there, but they didn't go through with it. And maybe it was because the development was just super rushed and they were having to cut a bunch of stuff to the point where they literally cut an ending and didn't realize that they left a character completely ununlockable, Or maybe nobody developing the game actually wanted to playtest it enough to find out. I don't know. The best way I can express this game is to mention that if you win tournament mode, Kalinka and Roll will come out holding a banner. The text on that banner says, Congratulations. Not congratulations, congratulations. So, to the developers who managed to put out this game, I merely say congratulations. Gold Star, you tried. Anyway, to try to cleanse our palate, we'll talk a little bit about the music in this game to end us off. Musically, this game is bad. I mean, it's not like ear busting in the way World 2's music was, but it's also really kind of uninspired. The sound used for the music is just like it feels like a B list soundtrack, or like, C-list for the system, which, I mean, this is Capcom, they just did Mega Man X, which is a beloved soundtrack from this system, and they're about to do some really cool stuff on SNES, and here they are making this. Kind of like World 2, this game makes the mistake of really just being willing to abandon the music of the Mega Man games that came before instead of paying some homage to it, and whatever they put in in response really is not very inspired. There is a couple tracks which were remixed from Mega Man 5 for the purpose of like menu and like your stage select theme is Mega Man 5 stage select theme and stuff, but I really wish they'd done a bit more with that instead of what they did instead. But here's three tracks that are like all right. The first one I will highlight is Field stage. This is... So here's the deal. This is not a Mega Man-sounding track, but I would be okay hearing this track when running around the field on, like, an early action RPG. Something like Soul Blazer or Spike McFang, that kind of, like, Zelda-esque overworld traversal thing, because that's what it sounds like. Not a Mega Man track or a soccer track, but that. second track I will highlight is Wily Field, used as, well, Dr. Wily's stage. It still isn't quite there as like a sports game track or anything like that, but there is, with a little bit of refinement, maybe this could have actually fit as a Dr. Wily's Fortress track. It took me a little bit to warm up to this thing, and I still don't think it's amazing, but it's not actually all that bad, and it's not entirely off-base for Mega Man. the Elec Field stage theme. Elec Field is, it's not quite Mega Man, it's not quite soccer or anything. Well, maybe this one does sound like one of the more, like, sports game-fitting tracks in this. The big thing that I noticed with this track is that it doesn't quite feel complete, and it doesn't quite go anywhere, but it feels like it has a sort of, like, rock and roll, just, like, decent underpinning to it like it's the start and like the back line to a half decent rock and roll track it doesn't quite achieve it but i like what it's attempting out of our system. I am putting Mega Man Soccer back into the vault and I'm never opening it again. I'm going to sink it to the bottom of the ocean. May we never have to deal with this thing again. Okay, it wasn't that bad, but it's still pretty bad. Speaking of things we're going to put away, our next game is going to be our last title on the NES. I'm just going to be straight up with this one. I need a good game to cleanse my palate after that one. So the next game that I play is actually just going to be Mega Man 6 and That will be it for the NES's lifespan, really. And that'll be a lot of fun, because honestly, I don't remember Mega Man 6 that well. It might be one of the classic games I remember the least about, so I'm very interested to come at it with fresh eyes, and I really hope that it's a better game than Mega Man Soccer. That will not be hard. Anyway. Thanks a bunch for listening. If you'd like to get in contact about the podcast, try hitting me up at whatamipodcasting for at gmail.com. Stop by waipf.podbean.com to pick up new episodes or hit us up on your favorite podcast service of choice. If you use Twitter to get your podcast updates, go follow at podcast for, as in the number 4. Thanks for listening, and remember, it's Mega Man's Soccer. How do I, how do I even begin to express how I feel about this game? Video, and I cannot stress this enough, games.